It's extremely dramatic and maybe even a bit overdone to begin the story at a funeral, but I'm doing it anyway. That's just the way it's got to be since it was a major turning point in my life. Four days ago, everything changed in an instant, and now, at this very moment, I found myself staring at an arrangement of flowers that hung over my husband's closed coffin. You heard me right. I had the wrong idea about widows. In my mind, that word applied to old, or at least older, women. Twenty-three certainly didn't feel like the right age to obtain that title, but there I was, staring at a big wooden box that contained... I put my face in my hands, and tears freely fell. It was no use trying to contain them. My mother-in-law was sitting next to me, and she felt me take a breath in between sobs, which started her crying again as well. I could feel her begin to shake, and it made me cry even harder. The car accident that took my husband also took his father and brother, which meant Laura Milano lost her husband and two sons in one fell swoop. I was married to her younger son, Anthony, and her older son, Tommy, was married to a girl named Anna. Anna was sitting on the other side of Laura, and the three of us were huddled on the front pew, waiting for someone to speak. My late father-in-law, Gianni, had a business partner named Vinny, and I was relatively sure he would be doing the honors, but I couldn't be certain. I didn't really care who was speaking, as long as it wasn't me. I felt a wave of anxiety hit me, causing cold sweats and nausea flood my body. For a few seconds, I thought I might pass out. I wanted to leave as quickly as my feet would take me, but I stayed for Laura's sake. She sobbed loudly with no regard for the rows and rows of people sitting in the church pews behind us. It had been four days since the accident, and you'd think we'd be all cried out, but tears continued to stream. My face ached and my eyes burned, and more than once I thanked God that Laura made me wear a black veil. I glanced up to see that someone was making his way to the microphone. I begged myself to become distracted so I could avoid wailing uncontrollably. I stared at him. That's Vinny. Look at him. Look at his suit. It's a gray suit. You should look at his gray suit. I stared at the faint plaid pattern, trying to do anything but remember why we were there. I remember when Gianni first came to me and said, We should move to Arizona, Vinny said, testing the mic with that first statement. He settled on a place to hold it and regarded the crowd. It was twenty years ago. The boys were babies. He paused clinched his eyes shut and put a fist to his mouth at the thought of the boys. Laura cried uncontrollably, and I sobbed right along with her. We held on to each other tightly in an effort to keep it together so Vinny could finish his speech. We must have been doing a pretty good job, because Vinny was talking again. I wasn't sure how much of his speech I missed while I was trying to get myself together. I was so out of it that it was hard to tell. It was impossible to focus on anything, impossible to form a coherent chain of thoughts. Anthony and his family were all I had, so like Laura, everything had been taken away from me in that accident. My thoughts during Vinny's speech were desperate and delirious and jumped around to random things. I barely heard what he was saying, 
Every time I tuned in, I'd hear something that made me start crying, so mostly I just didn't listen. Tommy's wife, Anna, was one of four girls, and she had her whole family there to support her. Her mom was sitting right next to her, and her sisters were also on the front row, down a little ways. I, on the other hand, had no family, so I physically clung to Laura as we did our best to get through the funeral. Swimming. My head was swimming. My thoughts were swimming. There was a wet, swimmy quality to the whole day that I thought might be a result of all the tears. There were a lot of people at the funeral. A lot of people I didn't even recognize. I spoke to a few of them, but all my interactions felt as if I was floating in a fishbowl and the people I was talking to were outside breathing real air. I normally communicated with people just fine, but today was different. My encounters were warped and surreal.